The Yoga Coach, and this is episode four. Hello, hello. Welcome to The Yoga Coach. We're here with the amazing Brittany Ricketts with The Wilder Wellness. I'm so excited to have her here today. You guys, she is an amazing conscious entrepreneur, a thought leader, a radical woman. Um, She's an inspirer of the way she lives. I am just absolutely blessed and so full of gratitude to have you here today, Brittany. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Anne, for having me. I'm so honored to be here with you. I could say so many of those wonderful things back at you. I just adore you. Aw, girl, you are just amazing. Thank you for being out there and inspiring all of us. Um, So Brittany is one of the founders of Wilder Wellness. It's an organic probiotic company which I've had the pleasure of drinking the amazing, wonderful coffee and receiving the benefits from it. And um, I want to talk, let's just jump into talking about coffee in general. (laughs) (laughs) What What inspired you to come across and create Wilder Wellness? Oh, gosh. Well, I think the biggest thing to talk about when I started Wilder was getting the call. And when I started it, I was actually a landscape designer. Hmm. And my dad came to me because we had three generations of coffee in our family. And we had three generations of probiotic entrepreneurs in our family, too. And so he was like, hey, guess what I just thought of? Probiotic coffee. And I'm like, dad, get out. That's fabulous. (laughs) Like morning rituals that people do every single day, like coffee and Hmm. probiotics. You've got to be kidding me. And... The reason why that seems so brilliant is because, you know, we consider our gut the second brain, this gut brain connection and this connection of like deep ecosystem within the body where the microflora ends up supporting things like immune health, not only your digestive health, things like your serotonin production, your melatonin production, and even up to your cognitive abilities and your clarity of mind. And so when it came to this radical way of which one vitamin, one supplement could inspire the body to help take care of itself. I was like, wow, yeah. I mean, Hmm. if I could get everyone to drink probiotics every day, that would be fabulous. I imagine they would feel radically better, you know, within their own lives. So it really just kind of felt like a natural fit between the two and, and we went for it. And I gave up everything I knew. <laughs> I stopped designing gardens, which was this total, you know, unraveling of my soul around being a garden designer and feeling like I was fulfilling my purpose here on this right. world in that way. Um, and just really said, okay, I'm going to support people and their health through providing them this morning ritual. Mm. That's beautiful. It definitely has become that morning ritual for me. And I feel that I'm taking care of myself in my morning ritual as it is. But when I'm drinking the wilder coffee, I know that I'm like taking extra care of myself. It's like this little like, haha, I'm having my coffee and taking care of myself at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, and coffee's, you know, coffee's good for you too. It's kind of that... Mm -hmm similar to that kind of one glass of red wine, if somebody were to try to equate it, you know, does alcohol or red wine have a negative effect on the body? No, if it's in these sorts of small quantities, does, does coffee have a negative effect on the body? No, it's actually good for it. 
for your body. It helps your body um, release bile within the liver. It inspires antioxidants to fight off free radicals within the body and so many more things that it's actually a cup of coffee a day is super supportive to your overall well-being and also helps you burn fat. Really? Metabolism. Yeah. Huh. That's awesome. Love that. I never yeah. knew that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, check. Another reason I drink coffee every morning. Right? Right. So for those who don't take a probiotic, why should they? The simple reason is just because of the multitude of benefits and how the gut affects the overall well-being of the body. So I'll put it this way. You have trillions of bacteria in your body, and it's somewhere between five to eight pounds. And those are five to eight pounds you're never going to shed. Hmm. And so, <laughs> right? <Wow. laughs> they just come with you. Okay. And they come from the world around you. It's everything you touch, everything you eat, um, all of the things that you consume which aren't living, such as like overcooked foods, fried foods, mm. alcohol, things that are actually pretty toxic to ingest within the body. Mm-hmm. And... They'll, those sorts of things, alcohol in particular, will actually end up killing off your microflora in your gut. So you end up with this kind of like sterile micro ecosystem within the body that ends up being very able to have new bacteria show up. And so oh. having probiotics, these beneficial bacteria within the body, allows the system to regulate the good and the bad bacteria. And so you'll see people who take probiotics have a pretty strong immune system. Um, mm-hmm. And it's because their bacteria is balanced in their body. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm smiling because my boys are sick right now. <laughs> and I'm not catching my cold, the cold that I normally do, but I'm very ritualistic on drinking my coffee with my wilder probiotic in it. And I've been, you know, very um, conscious about what I've been putting in my body lately as well. So, right. I was amazing. It was like a few months into it and I had adult acne and I was like, why can't I dump this? You know, Mm -hmm. I was drinking my coffee every day and it went away. And it's been like three months, Hmm. three or four months now that I haven't had acne like whatsoever. I'm going, Awesome. Like my body just reset its microflora, you know, because wow. acne is pretty dependent on bacteria in your body as well. Yeah. Adult acne. I mean, don't take that as a cure by any means, but it just was amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. That's awesome. I, I didn't, I didn't think about it in that way. Hmm. <laughs> we're, we're video chatting so we can see each other's faces and my, I have adult acne on my chin too, and it's cleared up as well. Um, so awesome. Very cool. Um, so with the coffee and ritual, you know, Brittany and I did a little event here in Fort Collins, Colorado a few months ago with rituals and coffee. And I am very, very into creating those sacred spaces and rituals. And I know you are too. What is something that you do every single day that you would want to share with the listeners? Absolutely. I have a list and it's a beautiful list that I wake up to every morning. Um, and I, first thing, oil pull, um, Mm. right. I mean, so many of us do, but the body works up all the toxins into the mouth and the Ayurvedic understanding. 
And when you oil pull, it gathers all those toxins that you swish around in your mouth and you find them in between your teeth and in the sides of your mouth and in the back and all the weird flaps. And then you spit them out. And so even before, um, you know, I brush my teeth, that's something I always do. And then because I love my coffee and I know it's also a little acidic for my body, I always drink a cup of warm lemon water before. So it's kind of alkalized and then, you know, the understanding is maybe I'm balancing my pH within my body. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I sit down for a little meditation and sometimes you know it's it was so similar to like how you spoke about it and on your ritual podcast mm. a couple weeks ago of like if it's five minutes if it's an hour it doesn't matter just taking that time to really be like okay ground and as a business owner that's the most important <laughs> moment for me Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you wake up and you got all these ideas and there's all these things that you have to do. And your to-do list yesterday might not look as your to-do list as you wake up in the morning because your mind's just collected all these thoughts over the night. And so, you know, to sit down and really just ground into the centeredness of where the body is, of bringing the mind back to the body in the space and time and bringing that all up into the heart where we can come from our truest, most loving self and be gentle and kind with ourselves as we work through our day is the most important time. Because once you've collected that, you've brought it all back to the heart. Mm-hmm. You've brought it all the crazy chakras that are out dream landing <laughs> around, you know, jumping and gallivanting and riding roller coasters somewhere. Mm-hmm. Back to the heart, we can say, okay, what do I actually need to accomplish today? to better my understanding of the work I'm doing or to empower the things I need to accomplish to get another step further or complete it today. Right. You know, I find that moment from waking up and then walking to where I do my morning ritual is the hardest part of my morning because there's so many temptations Mm -hmm. of like, okay, just get to the ritual itself. And I I feel that when I've created my rituals, I have to be so excited about them. Otherwise, that temptation of the phone or that temptation of the computer or something will grab my attention and then I don't have those moments to ground. Do you find that you have any temptations? Oh my gosh. And if I like give in to them and I, and I love, I love to go on like, even if it's just a 10 minute run in the morning, Mm -hmm. I always try to make sure I do that. Um, And that's probably the one that I get tempted from Mm -hmm. the most. Mm -hmm. And if I miss, if I let myself get tempted, it doesn't happen. Right. And I'm like, oh, I'll do it this afternoon. No, because you'll be in the flow. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> right. That's exactly how it is for me. It's so, that's the hardest part of my entire day is don't be tempted, go sit down. And then once I start, I'm totally fine. But it's that temptation of not, of grabbing the phone and looking at Instagram first, which is the devil for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, the biggest time waster. Biggest. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to just put my phone in my desk at times and be like, you don't get to touch it until you're done with this part of the project. Right. Yeah. I've been doing um, power hours lately where I set a timer for an hour and all nice. devices have to be off and I have to be focused to, on the project that I'm working on. And like phones have to be away. They're silented. Power hour. Go focus. I love that. That yeah. reminds me of like Marie for Leo's tasty time chunks. Oh, I've never heard of that. Did she do <laughs> something similar? 
Yeah, she she talks about you know it's like and I and I use it more when I do chores like when I go outside mm. in my garden or you know I've got to clean the garage or things that I don't necessarily want to do and mm. I'm like okay if I can just take a half hour tasty time chunk you know you make it this <laughs> silly name right right and I only have to do it for a half hour then I can spend another tasty time chunk tomorrow and and so it mm. kind of breaks up these things you have to do, you know, whereas if I can just dedicate this much time, I'll feel accomplished. I feel great. I'll get something done. And then I don't have to do it. You know, the power yeah. hour. Yeah. And I can, then I can take a minute away. Right. And create the next power hour. And it's funny because in our house, now everyone, you know, on the weekends is like, okay, we got to do this, you know, right. uh, we'll just do a tasty time chunk. <laughs> you know, it becomes funny. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to try that on my guys, my boys. We're going to clean up the house, tasty time chunk. Let's do it. (laughs) Set the timer, go. Exactly. It might work. (laughs) Maybe. It works with these guys. (laughs) We'll we'll have to see. (laughs) Um, That brings me back to rituals and being an entrepreneur and staying focused with everything that you have going on. What do you feel it takes to be a conscious entrepreneur? Uh, Passion. To be conscious in it is to look at the world around you and say, I'm passionate about all of you, all of you humans, all of you rivers, all of you trees, all of your systems and your quirkiness. I'm compassionate to the way that you are different than I am. And I'm passionate about making this place beautiful and better or the greatest it can be. And I remember when I started Wilder and I had a little bit of seed money from a family member and they wanted to turn a profit really quick, Hmm. you know, so you can't give back to the rainforest. You can't do these events and give free product that sell, you know, that have a big charitable give back. You can't do these things because you need to worry about making money and turning a profit. Hmm. And I really stuck my rudder in. I said, I have to, or it's not worth it to me. You know, I have to, it might be an expensive product, but it's got to come with the right ethics. It might be seemingly wrong for me to do events in my second month of business, but this is my community and I love them. And it's important for me to be present with them. And What's incredible about doing those things and sticking to that heartbeat that you have, that passion, which makes you want to create something, whether it's giving back, whether it's creating community, and it could be both, is that it ends up being actually the best marketing you can ever do for Mm. yourself. And it ends up actually returning tenfold. So I know it doesn't look like old paradigm business of capitalism, turn a profit, buy it for cheap. Don't worry about the environment. You know, these these things that our, our parents' generation did, and a lot of our generation does still, too, to, to turn a profit. But when you really create something with ethics, you can stand behind it and you can tell the story mm-hmm. over and over and over. And people can feel when it comes from your heart and it's authentic or when it's a story that it's BS and you're just trying to make money. Right. Right. I think when it comes from, and just how you spoke about your morning ritual and returning back to the heart center, like I can tell when we talk that the business is from your heart by the words and the passion that you speak about. 
But I also can tell when I drink the coffee, like I know that there's heart behind it. There's almost like this caring, comfort, love behind it. And I think by running a business from the heart and being authentic has to be the base. It has to be the foundation, the earth element of where we start. And I thank you for doing that. Absolutely. It's so thank amazing. It's, you've been so inspiring to me watching you begin and, and run this business. Thanks, Ange. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so what drives you? Mm, gosh, what drives me is being happy and never having a boss. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and doing something good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, gosh, I've put everything on the line. You know, when it, I and mean, this is my third business I've ran. And each time I've put it all on the line, but I've walked away happier than I could imagine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have to get over those moments because I'm not immune to humanity. You know, I end up with fear or, um, frustration or they just these negative emotions they come up in my life like I'm not totally immune to this sort of scenario as any of us are and the passion of which I believe in myself I believe that this is good for humanity I know I'm convicted of the understanding that this is a positive has a positive influence on the world a positive influence on how we do business a positive influence on so many people's lives that inspired them to do great things in their own worlds that I know what I'm doing is worth it. Mm. And I have to come back to that beat. It's like this, this drum, you know, that you beat. And when you start a business, you're beating this drum and you can just hear it and it's loud and it's, it's just, you know, singing through the whole body. Mm. And as you go into those hard times, you have to return to that drum beat. You have to return to that pace of which you say, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to pull it all in and return to why I even started this. Hmm. And that's what drives me is that knowing that this is worth it. This is good for the world. That's awesome. Um, for, I know a lot of the, the students and a lot of my clients who I coach, they get to that fear-based thought where they think of starting a business and it just depletes their whole idea. When you, I mean, this is, this is a big idea, <laughs> a probi- an organic probiotic coffee. I mean, it's the first of, of its known, right? It's the first of its kind. Of its yes. kind. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, how did fear not jump in or did it and, and did you have a ritual to let it, let it go? Mm-hmm. So fear, fear jumps in all the time. And I have to say my ability to get over fear comes from studying with One World Academy in Tamil India, because their wisdom is all around suffering thinking and how suffering thinking fear-based thinking, uncomfortable thinking is all self-centric. And that was really hard for me to understand at first. And so when I get into a place of suffering, I take a breath. I generally back up from what I'm doing. And I say, why am I letting this make me unhappy? Hmm. And 
it generally comes down to something like, well, I believe I'm entitled to something or I believe that someone is doing something to me. And then I have to look at the core seated value of why I feel that that's worth making me unhappy. You know, Mm -hmm. did my bags not come in on time? And I'm really mad at the person who told me that they'd be there on time, you know, and that happened. These things happen when you own a business. Um, and you say, no, I'm grateful that my bags are coming because they're beautiful. And I understand that you can't control the ocean, the shipping containers, which bring them, you know, across the lands and that's okay. I'm going to open beautifully, not on time with exactly what my expectations were. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, you realize that dealing with the frustrations, dealing with the uncomfort, dealing with the fear is the ability for you to change your pattern from I am okay with being in a state of suffering to I am happy to get over my suffering to live a more in a more beautiful state on a more constant time frame. Yeah. Just trusting in the divine timing. Yeah. And, yeah. It's yeah. huge. It's huge. And when like you start a business, you know, and you have to just get over that first ounce of fear, mm-hmm. you really have to say, do I believe in myself? Because I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing when I started this. You know, I had some great mentors. I asked a lot of questions. I took a bunch of coaches, you know, I did all these things that you should do, right. To even start to understand what you could do. Um, and I feel like I got an MBA in six months because I didn't, you know, I had, I'd run businesses, but not a product business. And I had, didn't have to create systems. Like I've had to create systems for Wilder. And so you just trust that because what you are doing is beneficial to the world. And because what you're doing is empowering to other people and empowering to nature and empowering to your give back of whatever way that you can find the tools and the tools will show up when you are ready to be able to work on them. Mm. Again, that trusting, that surrendering, that believing in yourself um, and knowing that you don't have to know it all. And I've totally gone through those points where, you know, well, I can't do this until I sit down and I truly understand how to create Facebook ads, you know, (laughs) and how to put widgets on my web pages and, you know, all these things. And I don't think I knew any more then than I do now about those basic technical skills um, in terms of actually truly knowing that, but going through the steps over and over and over. I understand what I have to do to make a successful Facebook ad. You know, I understand what I steps I need to take that make me be able to accomplish the things that I know I should accomplish in the end. And I didn't let fear get in the way of me not knowing at one point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's that, um, that constant, I'm going to try. I tried, I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again. And and having that almost, I always think of it as our inner friend inside. <laughs> That's like, yeah. okay, let's try again. Come on, we can do it. Not getting so down on ourselves that maybe it was really hard the first time and we have to try again, but just thinking of it as something fun. We're, we're going to try it again. We're going to do it again. And just that drive, c- continuing to find that. Yeah. What's that saying? You get knocked down eight times, you stand up nine. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's true. 
Yeah. It's definitely true. Yeah. And having, I think for me, I know having that trusted inner circle of people who I can just come to when I am feeling down and need to get picked back up again um, is huge for me. Is it for you as well? Totally. Yeah. I have a very best friend. I call her Crystal Pistol. (laughs) Good name. (laughs) And, um, you know, she can see me so clearly that she can sort out my BS from my real and say, okay, this is what's real for you. And I understand that this is where you're going and this stuff, let it go, you know, and she's very clear with me. And that's so appreciated because, you know, when you get into these places, especially as a yoga teacher, you become idolized, you become angelized or demonized because people project their own things onto you, which is very real. Um, and you need those people within your circle that aren't going to tell you that it's all cool. Right. (laughs) You got got some work to grow, you know, Mm -hmm. and you got to drop that because it's not serving you. Right. And I think being a yoga teacher is, makes that really hard because your trusted circle, um, almost has to be people who have known you for a long time or can honestly see you and feel like they can connect with you on the same level Mm -hmm. that you aren't angelized or demonized, you know? Right. Yeah. And I feel like you do that so beautifully with, you know, your students and the community around you. Um, you know, you're, you're a yoga teacher who doesn't have a separation of I am teacher and you are a student whatsoever. Oh, thank you. It's so true. It's something I value. And yeah. Yeah. I think it's something, even as a business owner, I mean, as a yoga teacher, my, a lot of what I have that drives me and and is in my top values is that, that we are, we are all one. And my goal is for all of these conversations that we have on this podcast for us to be able to spread that out even farther. I know sometimes it comes off cliche that we are one, but we we really are. And if we can operate more in an authentic world, yeah, it would be a better one. I'm with you, girl. Yeah. 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 Mm. It's so good to see you and talk to you. This is awesome. I know, likewise. I miss being close to you. <laughs> I know. How, um, so Brittany just recently moved. Can we talk a little bit about before you moved your adventures when you yes. took off on the road? That was so inspiring. Ah, <laughs> uh, the soul journey. Um, so I made a, a request to the universe back in June and I said, you know, universe, I would really love to just road trip for the next six months. And you're like, okay, how am I going to make that happen, right? (laughs) That trust thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I did. And so um, I just started taking off to wherever I felt called. And um, it was was beautiful, and it was all the things in between. And my first journey was to Montana for a month by myself. And that was probably the most trying time. And I showed up to Montana – um, to write content for our website back in September. And so it had a purpose of everywhere I went. Um, and that was why I think the universe supported me in it is because I actually created purpose for why I was going places. But, um, I tell you what, go spend a month by yourself. You'll, you'll go through all the crazy, all the beautiful, all the bliss, 
And um, it was a really sacred journey because not only was I writing content for my company and creating these things for, you know, my, my root chakra, my, my real life of stability, but I was also on a very spiritual cosmic journey where I saw, I saw six grizzly bears in that one month that I was there. I climbed mountains and glacier national park. Mm -hmm. I spent time by myself on the rivers, crying, laughing. I spent meditations and on the floor where I saw, you know, Mata Kali dancing around me and burning up that stuff that I needed to just let go of. I mean, the, the adventure was vast and I really, truly recommend spending some time by yourself where you just take, take a chunk and you go be quiet because the things that you'll have to go through are deeper than what you get to go through in just your one, you know, yoga classes. And it really becomes the soul journey of can, can you do it alone? Because mm-hmm. in the end, you're, you're all alone. We're all going to die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's your quality of life going to be like? And sometimes that looks like turning in and being quiet and, and learning about where you're willing to level up. It's mm. amazing. I've never spent a month alone, but it's been something that's in the back of my mind. If I could manage that with my son, (laughs) (laughs) I would. (laughs) But um, that has to be completely, like, did you just get to that, like, rawness of, like, your, like, you mentioned the root chakra, but getting to the rawness of the foundation of your being? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got to the point where I was like, I don't know anyone here. I'm quiet. I just, everything that I think I know, I'm in a place I've never been. You know, it's, it's, it's shaking all of that root chakra stuff of when you, and it's just like creating a business. When you are going down the great unknown, that space where the great mystery meets your beingness and you have to trust walking through the dark forest path with not a, with no full moon in sight, you know, hmm. New moon darkness. Can you really just trust the fact that your foot is going to hit the ground in front of you? Hmm. And when you let the foot hit the ground in front of you, when you get quiet with yourself into the space of not knowing what's next, you can really just say, okay, on that step, my foot hit the ground. I'm going to take the next step. And it hits the ground. And you can keep walking. And then you'll notice that sometimes you get out of the dark forest and you can see a little bit around the meadow because the stars are bright enough to notice them, you know, the glistening of the meadow and the seed heads. And then you go into the next forest and you just know that with each step walking through the darkness, that which you can't see, you can't expect can be okay. Hmm. And you can keep walking. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Um, so within that, I noticed on your website and through some of the Instagram posts, the wilder journeys Mm -hmm. that are so inspiring out there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Hmm. It makes me so happy. (laughs) Nothing to do with coffee. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. But I feel, I don't know. Coffee comes into play in every journey. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that, you know, it was a place, Wilder Journey, well, I'll back up. Wilder Journeys are stories of empowered women who are doing radical things to 
take on their own life in profound ways. And we've featured some incredible women where I'm just like, girl, goddess, yes. You know, like I even question if I have the courage to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to just take a moment to, to just look at them and say, gosh, I just, I just adore you and bow to how beautifully you're walking your path. And so the Wilder Journeys section, um, we featured women like Anila Gottwald and Stevie Anna, and both of them similarly have a horse packing journey. So they both are currently training to go on 4,000 mile horse packing rides by themselves. And then Neela, in order to get there, has tamed two wild Mustangs. Wow. And she's going to do the PCT. Wow. And, right? Yeah. And she's doing it because her and her dad, who died of cancer, mm. really wanted to to do this together. And so she goes, okay, I'm going to do this alone. And she's been running like eight miles a day. She's been spending hours on her horses. She's been, you know, training them to be, go from wild horses to horsebacking horses. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And Stevie similarly is a gaucha in Patagonia and she's going to do her journey along the Argentinian mountains, which come across so many different kinds of terrain. It's mm-hmm. insane. Um, and she's taking her dog and two horses on her journey. Um, and she's, she's, I mean, Stevie's next level. She's, she is written up in outsider magazine. She's, I mean, she is next level adventure and she's been down this road for a long time, but doing it by herself, I think is the part that's kind of scary being a white girl, blonde haired, blue eyed in Argentina, <laughs> you know, right. going at it, um, with that kind of courage. And she speaks the language, but you know, I imagine there still are the cultural things that she comes up against while being alone in the mountains with the kind of weathering that she'll Mm -hmm. come across. Um, And so these journeys, yeah, they don't have to do with coffee. Of course, we ask them about their morning ritual. But in terms of creating culture around a company, those are the people who empower me. Mm. Those are the people who I love to. And I say, wow, if I could do what you do, I feel like my courage level will be through the roof of what, you know, I know about my own courage. And so um, when I created Wilder and telling these stories, again, people looked at me and were like, why are you telling these stories? These have nothing to do with you selling coffee, right? Turn a profit. And I was like, no, this is, this is where I use my platform, my voice in order to share where people are doing magical things mm-hmm. because I honor them. And I honor their journey. And I know I want people to know about these, regardless of the fact that they're on my blog, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to use my platform to really speak to that place where we go on these wilder journeys. It's amazing. I love it. When I read, I can't remember which one I read, um, but I was just like, oh my God, I want to go grab a horse right now and ride up the mountains in Colorado like the old pioneer women did. These women are just like, Oh, the courage and the gumption underneath their seat. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And like being in this day and age with the empowered woman and all these women movements, mm-hmm. the women's march. I mean, I love it. Yeah. I'm so stoked on it that, you know, that's, that's as much a part of my company culture as right. coffee and gut health. It's, it's 
empowering women who are doing radical things because they are strong, beautiful, and graceful. Yeah. And I think part of, I think the new way of going into business is being able to create culture and community. I feel that as we kind of spoke to in our parents' generation, it was all profit, 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 run a business, go, go, go. And I think what I see in this beautiful generation, um, our generation and the generation coming up is that that community is such an important part of our culture and we don't necessarily have it anymore like the indigenous cultures or maybe our past ancestral cultures had. And I think being able to have a business that is a conscious business and then be able to create a culture within that that brings community together and like-minded individuals is so important. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that I think is the key of what we call lifestyle branding now, you know, and, and I think because we all, like you said, Ange, like we all have our, we have all have our faces in our phones, you know, our identity is based on our profiles and our connections of how many likes and friends we have for a lot of people. Um, and when we bring the business, we don't often get the opportunity to actually know our customers because of e-commerce. And so when we do events like what you and I did with the wild event with the Northern Colorado yoga club, where we bring people into a space where we all get together, we do yoga, we breathe, we talk about morning rituals, we drink coffee. That's so powerful. And, you know, we do that at least twice a month within wilder where we actually go out and we meet our customers and we have connection with them. Like this past month, we did an event at Malibu beach yoga and Malibu, which is where I grew up is a very isolated community because people have their big jobs and they live in different, there's space in between houses and things like that. So bringing the community together is actually really healing for that community mm-hmm. because they don't get to engage with each other. They don't, their lifestyles don't create that. And then we did one with Cancer Warrior Foundation where everyone came comes together around organizing to donate money to having free yoga classes for women with cancer or help women get their eggs frozen if they've got cervical cancer or help them pay for naturopathic clinical hours when they can't because they're worried about paying for chemo. Um, And so, you know, those are the things, again, they don't have to do with coffee. They just have to do with the community around us that want to be a part of us. And honestly, in terms of the business side, in terms that is the best marketing that I can do as well, because it's, it's actually spending time getting to know your customers. And that is far better business. When people actually believe in what you're doing, they become ambassadors for you Mm -hmm. when they know you and they can tell your story from it being told from you, Mm -hmm. they can go and tell the story because they're proud to share that they met you and they know you. And it ends up going from me being able to sell them one bag to me being able to sell them a bag every two weeks and then also all their friends Mm. because they become dedicated customers of yours. And um, we do things within Wilder to uh, create more of that. We send a handwritten letter in every package. And that's really important to me. And again, one of those things where Profit Man said... (laughs) You don't have time for that. And I said, this is the only thing I have time for, Right. you know, is to honor each person who has a small or big interaction with me 
mm-hmm. because without them, I couldn't do, I couldn't get back to the rainforest without them. I couldn't create community without them. I couldn't even have a dream that was my own to build a company around coffee and probiotics. And so no matter how small their interaction is with me, they're not just a customer. They're not just somebody who gives me money for a good. Right. There's somebody who's valuable and I want to honor their moment. Hmm. That's awesome. Uh, so let's talk about what's coming up next. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> So, gosh, can I tell a little story as yeah. to how I even get to this? Yeah, of course. So, La Loba, if you have one, if you've read Women Who Run with the Wolves, you may know mm. the story of La Loba. Mm-hmm. And La Loba is the wolf woman. She may be seen walking on the highways in the Arizona desert, maybe in northern Mexico, and if you're a trucker, you might pick her up and you know it's her because she's got a deranged bundle of wood strapped to her back. She'd hop in your truck and you'd drop her off somewhere else in the desert and she'd continue to just keep walking. And she's scouring the arroyos and she's looking for bones. And in particular, she's looking for wolf bones. So she brings these bones back to her cave and she reconstructs the skeletons. And as she puts the last bone into place on the wolf skeleton, the red wolf of the south, She begins to sting to it over a fire and under a full moon. And as she sings to this wolf skeleton, it begins to grow flesh. And she continues to sing and it grows fur. And she continues to sing and it invites life force into its body and it takes off running towards the horizon. And as it hits the horizon, it transmutes into a laughing woman and she keeps on running. And so as we create these dreams, as we create these structures, these businesses, we know that we can bring together the bones, the infrastructure, products, the systems. And then we put it together and we have a full skeleton. And once it's full and we've given it our love, our song, it takes on life And it takes off walking as we constructed it to be. But then there's a point where it hits the horizon and it transmutes into something different and it just laughs and keeps running. (laughs) (laughs) And so that is the quintessential story of Wilder. And Mm. that story is why we are the wolf in our logo. Mm. And that story is just so true in our what's next. It's the laughing woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when we created this coffee, we had no idea. We thought maybe it would be in coffee shops. That was the structure we put together, right? This mm-hmm. is coffee. It's going to be in coffee shops. It's going to be a new coffee for people who drink coffee. And what we noticed was we ended up becoming the wellness coffee. And we ended up in kombucha bars, in juice bars, in wellness studios and apothecaries and elixir bars. And it makes so much sense, but it wasn't exactly what I first thought it would be. And so what that transmuted us into was this wellness company. Hmm. And so we became Wilder Wellness instead of Wilder Coffee Co. Because we weren't going to just deal with coffee. Right. So we are finalizing our formula 
on our next product, which is a powdered supplement of probiotics, prebiotics, and trace minerals. Mm. <laughs> and what's fun about that is, you know, we have so many of these great supplement powders on the market that where people are putting them in their smoothies and they're putting them in their tea and you can bake with this. And I mean, you can use it anywhere, get it, food, get, put it in your kid's food and they'll never know it's there. And, um, it will be not only a fabulous product in terms of the billions of probiotics you're getting, the trace minerals, which help you, which have it a powerful effect in terms of the phytonutrients in your body. Um, but it's, it's going to end up being so useful in so many ways. And within the trend of wellness bars, it ended up being a perfect product that went aligned with other things that people are already using, like sun potion products and like moon juice products. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what's next for us. Yay. We're making gut glow. <laughs> I love it. So you can add it in like smoothies, coffee, tea, soups, whatever. Whatever. Oh my God, girl. I know. I, I know. can't wait. <laughs> um, so what's the difference? My dad and I were talking about this the other day. Why, why is there a prebiotic and a probiotic? Yeah. So a prebiotic... Annie Jubb, who's a wellness guru in Los Angeles, she she said to me, and I sat down and I said, Annie, give me, give me the low job. Give me the like Reader's Digest of prebiotic. Mm -hmm. And she did it. She goes, it's fast food for probiotics. Oh. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So it's, um, it is basically sugars of which help them live a really healthy life within your gut. So it's just food for probiotics oh. is what it is. Okay. Yeah. Because my dad was thinking, he was like, should I just get a prebiotic yeah. instead? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> They're totally different things. Okay. So probiotics are actually the living organisms, which, which are the bacteria. So you want them. The right. prebiotic is the food to feed them. Ah. Yeah. So and you don't the, get probiotics and prebiotics. You need both. And then the trace minerals. Trace minerals are that. really important because so much of the food we have doesn't it doesn't have the amounts of which we need. Um, so you would get your trace minerals from your leafy greens, from your raw fruits and vegetables, but our soils are depleted. Hmm. So those phytonutrients and the minerals themselves just aren't in the levels of which our grandparents ate them. Um, and so the reason why we're putting them in with the with the probiotics and prebiotics is because it's another staple nutrient that people aren't getting, even though they think they might be taking really good care of themselves. Gotcha. Okay. So they're all three in one, yeah. one little beautiful package. Yep. Oh my goodness. And when, yeah. I know you're still working on it. When do you think it will be out in public? We are going to do a Kickstarter and we're going to launch it on August 1st. Yay. Yep. Yeah. And, um, I am so excited about it because what I because Kickstarter is such an awesome platform to launch something. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Tell us more. You've you've done <laughs> one, right? You've, We've done. You one. did one before. Yeah, we did. We did one, and um, I learned so much through doing it about how to how to build publicity for it, how to talk about it within your communities, how to get people excited about it. And honestly, that's the success versus lack of success. 
mm. uh, for Kickstarter. And we ended up getting funded on that one, but I'm glad that we did it in order to be able to do this one successfully because the first one, even though I thought I had it all right, mm-hmm. I didn't have it right at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so the one thing that I love about Kickstarter, if you're a yogi or an entrepreneur out there and you're looking to launch a new product or an, a new book is that you can sell it before you make it. Mm. Yeah. And I've supported it, them. I've never done one. So that's interesting. I didn't know that. It's fabulous. Hmm. I mean, so, so we're a bootstrapped business. Wilder is. What do you mean by that? We've put in our own money to make it it a reality. So we don't have a investor. We don't have, well, we have, you know, a little bit of family money, but that's a little different than having an outside investor. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have a venture capitalist behind us. Um, We've put in our own money and it's come from our own savings. Mm-hmm. And, um, I wouldn't do it any other way, but it means that we don't have, you know, 10 to $20,000 to launch a new product. Right. So, you know, in the art of don't let fear stop you, <laughs> well, you don't have the money, you know, so what are you going to do? You can't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, no. There's plenty of ways of what you can do. You just got to use your tools. Yeah. And so Kickstarter is that great tool of where you can totally conceptualize, come up with the product all the way to prototype. And so you have a finished product as if you're going to push the button and say, all right, production and world of jars and labels and um, powders, we're ready to, to purchase you all. And what you can do is you can, you can launch it to the point of where it is the strongest concept of really all you have to do is push that button, hmm. but you can do your pre-sale, so to say. So we're going to look to raise just, $5,000. And that's a really easy number to get to on Kickstarter. And the, and there's many reasons of why we're going to do such a small number. And, um, with that money, we can buy our first powders, our first jars, our first labels, and we can have the first product ready to go. Now, if we oversell and we end up, you know, making $150,000, our system doesn't change. All of our manufacturers are ready for that. Our fulfillment center is ready for that. You know, we've set up all the systems before so that if we end up kind of blowing the doors off this thing, we're ready Mm -hmm. for it. But if we end up just with the 5,000, we're ready for that too. So it was about making all those agreements before so that you could just press go no matter how big it got. Um, And that takes time and work. But Mm -hmm. the awesome thing is that now I don't have to have that those thousands of dollars sitting in my account to launch it, not knowing if it's going to be a successful product. It's kind of like trying the market. Is it even worth making? Hmm. I I really like that way of looking at it because I feel so often we're afraid to try something new. We have so many plenty of beautiful ideas or beautiful products out there, but it's that, is the market going to even like it? Are they going to take it? Is it going to run? How much do I put in? So looking at Kickstarter in that sense is a good way of looking at it, mm-hmm. of testing the market. Mm-hmm. How were you sure the second time going around that, um, I guess maybe not how were you sure, but how, what was your system of putting all of those processes in place so that you were ready this time? So once we had a product that worked, um, 
we started to make all the calls, you know, nobody wants to talk to you unless you're ready to put in an order mm-hmm. that day. Right. You have to say, you have to go in and do the legwork, you know? So, so we called around to all of the people who would end up creating our supplement in the end, end up jarring it and, 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 uh, putting together the final package. And, you know, when you show your face in those places, they'll talk to you. Hmm. When you just come and you make a phone call, they might talk to you, but they might not really invest in um, helping you find a system. So I, again, that face-to-face business is so key. It's so old school, but it's so real. And (laughs) (laughs) um, so, you know, I just made sure I walked in places. Hi, I'm Brittany. This is what I want to do. Here's what I've already created. Here's my idea. Here's my credentials. Here's my family history. I'm not just trying to gather information, you know, in a BS way. You know, I'm a woman in my late 20s, blonde hair, blue eyed. So people look at me like, oh, really, honey? You know, you're young. You know, <laughs> how, <laughs> how could you do this? I don't know if I believe in you, but it's, it's really so that's always a piece that I always have to overcome a little bit with people, um, especially when I'm dealing with white, older men, you know, right. who look at me and are like, uh, give, in 20 years, come back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm ready now. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. No fear. And so resiliency, I think, is the key to that. And um, just going in and starting to make those personal connections with people. And you have to think about the whole supply chain from jars and manufacturing and labels to getting it sent to your end customers. And that whole system of start to finish you know, you, you find the pieces in the systems of which help that become a reality. So you find your manufacturer, you find your label creator, you want to make sure that they're close to each other. So you're not spending a bunch on shipping things and you can actually get to somebody to do a print check, or you can actually get to your manufacturer to see that it's what you ended up wanting. And then, you know, the, the distribution part of it is just as important. And we use a friend's company called Ship Relay. Um, for our distribution and they are absolutely fabulous and they have an incredible system on the back end which allows you to plug in your orders and so say like Whole Foods calls us and they're like we need 15,000 cases well that's great because I don't have to worry about getting those cases distributed to all of the stores I can just call up Ship Relay and they'll do all of my distribution for me Hmm. in terms of um, that's awesome yeah And so getting those, you know, yes, you do pay a little bit for these fulfillment centers, but in terms of what it costs me and my time to send out all those boxes, Mm -hmm. the cost is so minute. I mean, when you're talking less than a dollar for somebody to do that for you per package, um, you know, for me to even sit there and like tape the packages and put Mm -hmm. the label, print the labels, put the labels on, you know, is, is more than that dollar. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. Right. So it's just, it's just getting the system and the people around you. It's kind of like you, you put the, your best friends around you to support you in your hard right. times, yeah. you know? Yeah. Same put with business, pieces. put all those, <laughs> your, uh, trusted inner circle of business, businesses yes. that can help you succeed really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And get the product out there. That's awesome. Um, so, okay. So the Kickstarter starts August 1st, mm-hmm. right? So tell our listeners how they can kind of keep an eye out on you guys and see what's going on and then also how to order the coffee. Yeah. 
So the best way to connect with us is on Instagram. That's our favorite platform. And so on Instagram, we're Wilder Wellness, and that's W-Y. So W-Y-L-D-E-R Wellness. And we're also wilderwellness.com. And if you love the stories we're talking about with all of these empowered women and the horse packing, make sure to subscribe to our newsletter because that's the Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that you get. (laughs) Every two weeks, we tell a story either about probiotics or coffee or the benefits of the health impact of our products, or we tell a story about an empowered woman and they switch off. So at least once a month, you're going to get a story of somebody that you're like, whoa, Hmm. I am so stoked to even know about her. That pushes me to the next level to empower myself. Right. And we'll put all of those links in the show notes also. So those will be there for people to go to. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a, um, on our website, you can go and you can order a bag. So wilderwellness.com and for Angie's podcast, we're going to offer 20% off to all of you listeners. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. So (laughs) use the code yoga coach when you check out and you'll get 20% off your order. And you guys definitely want to try this coffee. It's amazing. It tastes good, and it also does not give me the jitters. It makes me feel good. I just, it's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for doing what you do and building community. Do you have any events coming up? We do. We're back in L.A. this month, so we're doing an event with the Cancer Warrior Foundation again on June 17th. So if you're in La La Land, Redonda Beach at the Shade Hotel, we do a yoga on the rooftop of the Shade Hotel over the marina. It's beautiful. All the money goes back to supporting women who have cancer to get things like free yoga classes and help get their eggs frozen and all those things I talked about. And then on the 18th, we are going to shop the Canyon in Beachwood Canyon in Hollywood, which is a new boutique shop of a friend's who um, we're going to go and serve some coffee for one, for her opening hmm. morning event. Awesome. So. Yeah. That is so good. I wish I could. <laughs> maybe I'll just fly down there for one of those events. Come. Stay with us. I know. It would be amazing. I miss you. I, I need know, to. Too. I need to yeah. see you. Yeah. Thank That's you nice. for taking your time today to come and do this and be on this podcast with me. I you appreciate so it. I appreciate it. Um, we'll mention everything in the show notes so you can find everything about Wilder Wellness there. And if you guys have any questions, please go to the Facebook group. Make sure that you get into that group and ask questions there. I know Brittany can pop in and answer questions within the comments, and I can too. Um, if you ever have any questions, you could probably go on Wilder Facebook as well, right? Yes. I mean, I am totally open. I am absolutely open to talking to you women if you girls have questions you know we're all in this together and i'd love to see Mm -hmm. more conscious businesses out there so yeah i welcome questions too awesome well thank you girl thank you so much thank you 